peace and love. Hi, what's up everybody? I'd like to welcome everyone who tuned into this show, to the show, to today's show. My name is Samantha L. And I am an author, a new author. Well, I just call it a year. I've been out for a year now with my first book. Well, it'll be a year in October. So yeah, it's a year. To me, it's a year already. Um, I wrote the book Life After the Hail, A Single Mom's Triumph to Become Balanced and in Control of Her Mental Health, to Heal, and to Inspire Healing to so many women and people, and especially the black community. So much of us are at war. It's a lot of war in the black community. The kids are fighting themselves and at war with each other. And us adults are at war with each other. It took me a long time to learn how to appreciate my blackness and then just to appreciate humanity as a whole. I'm learning every day how to love, how to love the right way. And I give, I give Christ the praise. I give the indwelling Christ within every human being, no matter their religion or doctrine, the praise. <laughs> Christ is so good. God is so good. Almighty. And when I use the word God and Christ, I'm not specifically relating to Christianity. I'm not a Christian. I'm not a part of any type of religion, but I just love God. And I love Christ. And I love the message and the blood of Jesus. I love the message that Jesus came to help us evolve in in the indwelling Christ. All right, but welcome to the show. I hope what I read to you today be inspiring in whatever way you need it. Today's chapter we read in from chapter five. Oh, excuse me, you guys, I just burped. (laughs) I'm sorry, excuse me. I don't know if y'all heard that, but I heard it, so I figured you heard it. Excuse me. Here we go, yo. Today's chapter, the title of today's chapter from the book, Life After the Hail, A Single Mom's Triumph to Become Balanced and in Control of Her Mental Health, is titled, Lost and Confused. So many people are lost and confused. The souls is lost and confused. I was lost and confused, feeling a hot mess. Anyways, let's get into the read. I didn't want to see that I really didn't love myself and sought to be in a relationship to fill a void of just wanting to be romanced and loved. Part of me felt that I was yearning for my parents' love. My emotions yearned for attention. I was very lost and confused, rebellious, and thought I knew it all. 
Growing up, my, my emotions didn't get the attention they needed. I got myself in some hot water with the father of my three children. What I thought was love really wasn't love. I wanted to be, I wanted it to be so bad. I was busy loving a man and losing myself. I had no idea of that. I was so afraid to admit that to myself after I left my kids dead. I was scared to face the truth. I became numb and dead on the inside. I was mentally away from my house, the house being my body. I was afraid to see where my head and heart were. It's something to know how a person can become so spiritually torn that they disconnect from themselves. You can be so broken into pieces like a mirror that you see different parts of yourself in the mirror pieces, but don't know the real you. You can be so broken that you lose yourself and become numb to the world. You can be so hurt that you become numb to reality. I was that broken. And I know it was nothing but the Most High who kept me operating productively. I had mental fog and everything. When your soul and your spirit have been through so much and it's been broken, you get memory fog and mental fog and your central nervous system be shocked. It requires so much healing and it ain't an overnight thing. I feel as long as one is in a human body they are forever healing. I didn't know where my head was at some days. I didn't know whether I was coming or going. Abuse, suffering, and sorrow in life will do that to you. I'm going to repeat that again. Abuse, suffering, and sorrow in life will do that to you. No matter who you are, you can be a gay man or a straight woman. When you go through abuse, you suffer and you have that sorrow in life. Pain does that to you. Trauma does that to you. Those who know can attest to it. I was a complete mess on the inside and no one could tell. I put on a great facade. I didn't want to give my enemies the power of knowing how broken I was. I cried almost every day for nearly nine years. I thought of committing suicide. I remember having a big disagreement with Brandon. He always said hurtful things to me. He downed my creativity. It was hell being with him in Charlotte and Kentucky and part of Detroit. I remember one day taking a whole bottle of NyQuil. The bathroom was my escape. I cried and looked in the mirror at myself. I believed what he had said about me. He called me bad luck. He said some other things too. I remember sitting in the tub and just asking God to take my life. For years, I felt like I wasn't any good. I thought if I took the whole bottle a night of cough syrup, it wouldn't be a painless death, but a peaceful one. 
I wasn't thinking about how I would have died in a tub and how it would affect my children. They had already seen so much drama and disruption because of how their dad treated me. I didn't think that seeing their mother dead in the tub would affect them. That's how gone I was. Brandon was mad at me for seeking comfort from another man. Brandon was so controlling and toxic. I was the happy-go-lucky one who loved God to the fullest. (laughs) I loved with my heart and showed it through my actions. To me, loving God genuinely means that you are genuinely kind but not stupid. You treat others the way you want to be treated. You're honest about how you feel and you tell somebody the truth if you see them hurting their life. Little did I know I was hurting my own life by saying, by staying with a man who was the complete opposite of me. He didn't understand my creative spirit and my free spirit. He didn't understand my love for people and my love for life. My flame went out on all that I was back then. I admit, I didn't always listen to Brandon when he was telling me some things right. He used to tell me some things right, that was right, and I would ignore him. His attitude made me not listen. Like the attitude he had with me, it just made me not listen to him. But you can say I just didn't understand how he operated back then. We was like oil and water. Brandon felt that he was always right and that I didn't know anything. Brandon felt that he was always right and that I didn't know anything. I'm weird and I think outside the box a lot. Yes, I do. I have done some unwise things that Brandon tried to get me to see. He was right because the abuse made me not listen. It's not fun being hit while you're pregnant. It's not fun being cheated on consistently. It's not fun getting put out of the car in front of your children. It's not fun being cussed out in front of someone and especially your children. It's not fun being put out in the rain and walking up a street in a place where you don't know anyone. It's not fun being a stranger in a place full of pain and heartache. It's no fun being a stranger in a place full of pain and heartache. I remember days in Charlotte sitting out in the driveway in a car listening to gospel music. <sighs> the song by Tamla Mann, I didn't wanna I didn't wanna see. The song by Tamla Mann, I forgot the song, but I didn't even put it in my book, but the song by Tamla Mann, I would listen to the song by Tamla Mann like every day. It came on the radio, like at the same time I would go out into the car and just sit there and cry my eyes out. People would ask me, how are you doing, Sam? My response to them would be, I'm good. I'm easy like Sunday morning. Taking it one day at a time. That was all a lie. It's crazy how we do that when we don't want people to know what's really going on and how we feel. It's crazy how we do that because we've been trained to say we're okay when really we're not. It's like some type of affirmation thing to hypnose you. But affirmations wasn't meant to hypnotize you. 
Affirmations was meant to gradually bring you into your true self. Gradually, day by day, time by time, moment by moment. I would say that I'm fine, taking it one day at a time. But on the inside, I was crying out for redemption. I was crying out for help. I was in a really bad place. It felt scary. Fear had gotten into me so good. I was off. I was mentally off. Mental health disturbed. My mind was a yucky looking muddy gray. Swords of depression and anxiety overwhelmed me. You can see the tarot card, the ten of swords. That's how it was, all in my back. But I kept it going. I kept it moving. <laughs> that ain't a fun thing to do when you hurt on the inside when a sword's in your back. You gotta keep it moving. I'm thankful the day I left Charlotte. When you leave an abusive situation, it get better. Though the, the healing hurt like hell, it hurt, but it get better. It get better the day you leave. The better starts the day you leave. I had no idea how messed up I was. I had no idea how much pain I was in. For the majority of my life, I was ignorant to feeling pain. I ignored feeling pain. I didn't understand my emotions for a long time. To heal from the pain in your heart, you have to feel it. I didn't understand my emotions. I didn't understand myself. I was lost due to some experiences I had in my life. The main experience that I went through that took my life on a downward spiral was with my three children's father. I planned an escape on March 13, 2013. I took my three children and me and left Charlotte, North Carolina and drove back to Detroit, Michigan on a slipped transmission. Nothing but God got my family and me back to Detroit on that slipped transmission. Sorry for the sound of that, you guys. That's the computer. The battery is running low. Hold on for a moment. I need to put the computer on a charger. Hold on. Yo, God be the glory. It's a new day. New birth on the way. Excuse the noise in the background. right now mom excuse me I'm talking to my cat who is a handful no 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 okay where was I at okay yes I planned an escape on March 13th 2013 I took my three children and me and left Charlotte North Carolina and drove back to Detroit Michigan on a slipped transmission. Stop. On a slipped transmission. Nothing but God got my family and me 
back to Detroit on that slip transmission. I didn't care about the diagnosis that the mechanic had given about the vehicle. All I knew was what my gut was telling me and that that's what I trusted. I didn't want to see the pain that I was experiencing to get the life that God had for me. I was numb to words and emotions. Crying brought back some emotions. I remember going to bed numb when I became homeless for the third time. It's not fun. It's no fun not having a steady roof over your head. It's not fun having no stability. I went through that. I went through it twice. It was hell and I hated it. I put third time, it should have been second time. Typo, I do have a few type errors in my book, but it's still a great book. It's an amazing book. Back to the reading. My first time being homeless was when I left my kids dead in Charlotte. I took our, when I left him for the first time, I took our three children and me to a shelter in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was in 2012. Brandon and I were already done. I was dumb. I was dumb to go with him to Charlotte, North Carolina. I thought we would work through what we were going through and things would get better. I'll share more about shelter, the shelter in Charlotte another time. My heart isn't guiding me to discuss that right now. My second time being homeless was because I was wrong for something I did as a grown woman. I snuck a friend, a man friend of mine into my mom's house after she let me come and stay with her until I got back on my feet after being fired from a job and being evicted. <laughs> she was furious. I have no idea what I was doing. I have no idea what I was thinking at the time. Wait, yes I do. I was thinking like a teenager. What was I thinking anyway to be giving someone my time who didn't even have his own place? Boy, did I know how to choose them. <laughs> did I know how to choose them. I still hadn't learned my lesson from breaking free from Brandon. What was I thinking to be sneaking a man into my mom's house as, I, as a grown woman? I wanted some attention. I knew that if I asked my mom if, I, if he could come over and, and, and watch a movie, she would have automatically said no. Y'all, I was so backwards. I was under some type of spell that kept me making bad choices with men. I really was. I didn't want to learn. I was still, it was, it was still some energy in me that kept me rebellious to my mom. I was so wrong. I put myself in the majority of all the mess I was in. That rebellious teen that was in me as a teenager stuck with me for a long time as a grown woman. That was a spirit, a rebellious, unclean spirit. This energy had me making some bad choices for men. She didn't want me to bring any man to her house. I tried so hard to respect that. The teenager that I had in me then was nudging on me. I blame it on the kid in me and the woman in me that just missed having a man's attention. That was a joke blaming the kid in me. Laugh. <laughs> I take full responsibility for doing what I did. Part of me felt like 
my mom owed me something because of what happened in my childhood. It was a it was a hurt little girl in me seeking emotional attention from her and my dad as a grown woman. I didn't realize that it was a hurt little girl in me. I didn't know that I was unhappy on the inside and yearning to escape from the pain and experiences that I didn't want to see. I didn't think she would get so upset and put me out. Versus me crying out and saying how I really was feeling, I let pride speak I let pride speak for me. I let my unbalanced emotions speak. It was still so much healing I needed to do. I struggled to see that. I was gone. I didn't need to be talking to a man. I needed to be working on myself. I was still so hurt by what my kid's father had done to me. It was so much on my heart and mind that I didn't heal, let the proper way of healing take place at the time. I was so confused about life. I was confused about who was real and who was not. My spiritual life coach tried telling me that I did not need to talk to any man at the time. She said that I wasn't ready and she was right. I didn't care what she had said though. Versus me seeing that she gave me sound advice and told me the truth. I refused to listen and took on the idea that she was just trying to tell me what to do. My spiritual life coach was telling me what I needed to hear. A real spiritual life coach not gonna tell you what you wanna hear. They gonna tell you what you need to hear. The truth hurt. It's a bittersweet feeling. Filled with so much sweetness. I was so lost and numb on the inside that no sound wisdom truly got through. It was like, it was the, the spirit on me using me to whip my own behind. I whipped my butt pretty good from these choices that I was making. Satan had a strong hold on me when it came to men. Men were my weakness. Were my weakness. This energy had me making, this energy had me making some bad choices with men. She didn't want me to bring any man to her house. I'm sorry, y'all, I got off track. Okay. Satan had a stronghold on me when it came to men. I was so weak. I was a messed up woman and all from not healing from this one man with whom I had three kids and some childhood issues. When you haven't healed from your past, you bring it into your future. You bring the pain from your past into your future. You bring the mess from your past into your your future versus letting healing and cleaning take place. When you bring your past into your today, it'll keep you making the same foolish mistakes. God will be showing you mercy and grace. He'll be doing things to try and get your attention. But pride and an unspiritualized ego will have you blocking out God and being the prodigal son. The prodigal son. It will have you moving backward versus moving forward. There is no life being stuck in the past. It keeps you from moving forward. While you think you're moving forward on the outside, truthfully, 
in the spiritual realm, you're moving backwards. It's what it's what matters. Stop. Stop, stop, stop. It's what matters in the spiritual realm. When my mom kicked me out, I went to a shelter on Detroit's west side near Seven Mile and Evergreen. <laughs> I stayed in the shelter for two months before I got called from my new place. This depression started to really show itself when I was in a relationship with my kid's dad. I never knew I was in a depression. Things happened in life that got me upset. I just figured that I'm human. It's a part of life. Life is one big pickle. One would agree with me that if there ever had if there ever had to struggle or overcome some major things in life, it would be life for sure. Not a bed of roses for some people. It would be life for sure and not a bed of roses for some people. Life is hard for some of us. Life is hard for some of us. Or it has been challenging. How does that quote go? Life is a journey and so is healing a journey. These words are the truth. So much I didn't want to see in my life. So much I didn't want to see in my in my life. Hold on, you guys. I'm sorry. I got to stop for a moment. I'm sorry. I still apologize. Hold on. Okay, I'm back. Where was I at? Where was I at? So much I didn't want to see in life. So much. Okay. So much. My page is flipped. Shit, you guys. I'm sorry. So much. Where was I at? Okay, so much I didn't want to see in my life about myself. I didn't want to see situations that happened in my life from childhood to adulthood, and nor did I want to see people for whom they really were. I lied to myself for a long time about relatives and friends. I closed my heart to the world, to life. I built an Eiffel Tower within my heart. I became numb to the world while operating in the world. I made some drastic decisions and there was nothing but my faith that that made me whole today. I made sacrifices that I didn't want to make and I would never have and I would never have had to make if I had done something different. In 2011, I saw a shattering glass that happened in the form of hidden chaos coming out into the light in my life. I walked into the house with a feeling that something was up and I felt fear. And I'm gonna end the reading for today here. I close out this reading with the truth that means a lot to me. And it goes a little something like this. 
It is not love that is blind. It is what we think is love that is blinding. And on that note, I want to say to any woman that tune into my show or any anybody who's being mistreated, you're scared to leave your abusive situation, but God gonna make a way. A way is made. Call that domestic violence shelter. Lie if you have to. Pray, meditate, and lie if you have to. Really, you ain't lying. You're saving your life. You're saving your life. It's a difference. You're not telling your, your left hand what your right hand is doing. That's what you're doing. You're not lying. Whoever want to say you're lying, you forget them. You save your life. Mothers, you got to leave your children behind so you can heal. You got to leave your children behind so you can heal. Do what you got to do to heal. Do what you got to do to heal and save your life. All right, with that being said, yo, I will tune, be back next Friday. I hope, hopefully next Friday, to read again from the amazing book, The Amazing Life Story of Samantha L. Life After the Hell, A Single Mom's Triumph to Become Balanced and in Control of Her Mental Health. A book written to inspire healing, wisdom, and new beginnings for those who need it. Peace.